So up next, I wanted to bring a guest on the show for you. Jamie Friesen is a close friend of mine and a former client who has been, I guess, sort of my confidant in terms of business decisions and really just a solid wall to bounce ideas off of. I brought him on here today to share his views on business and success with you because I really think he has a lot to say and the conversations we've had have been invaluable to me and I think there's a lot of things that you can pull out of them yourselves. So anyways, uh, like I said in the last video I just put up, I wanted to bring you on because I feel like all the conversations we have, I walk away from feeling like, you know, you've got a really good head on your shoulders. You know, you've experienced a lot of things that a lot of entrepreneurs, I feel, you know, don't get to. And uh, a lot of people don't really spearhead things quite as much as you do. So I wanted to just ask you a couple of questions about your experience. Um, and yeah, let's get started. So can you briefly tell us uh, what business ventures you've been a part of so far? Yeah, for sure. Um, I started, uh, I guess, technically when I was like 13, I started uh, customizing and selling BlackBerry parts and then fixing iPhones and things like that. And that was obviously back in the day when those were a big thing. Now they don't yeah. exist anymore. Uh, What's the BlackBerry? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, I mean, that was that was the time when people were getting into uh, like iPhone doctor and all that stuff. Um, but we ended up we ended up not not doing that for too long. But it got me through my grade eight year making decent money. Um, and I moved on from there. We did a landscaping company and uh, I did a clothing company, Ride Clothing Co. And uh, what else did we do? Starspark Digital I had a digital marketing agency for a while. Right. Um, so yeah, there's those are kind of the, all of all of my businesses, I guess. And then I've been a part of, I guess, the most notable was um, uh, the big software company. I managed a large software company, uh, well, mid-sized software company for a few years, and uh, it was a software as a service, so all monthly recurring revenue, and we did from about three million ARR to about nine million a year. And they were cool. valued valued at about 150 million. Right on. Yeah, so kind of all over the place. From, yeah, but you know, you know everything what? from like clothing stuff to landscaping back into software and and all that crap. And now I'm in the e-commerce zone. Yeah, and you know what? That diversity too. I feel like you know, without that diversity, now you can kind of choose what you want to do. But because you've gone into all of these different markets, you've seen kind of what things are similar in each market and what things are going to change. I, you know, I feel like you have a good grasp of what the core ideas of business are now from that. Yeah, absolutely. And each type of business, uh, you know, taught me something specifically very different and very unique. And some are very specific to that type of business, like a product-based business, for example, um, or a brand marketing-based business uh, versus something that might be a more scalable marketing strategy. And uh, yeah, or some of it was very broad, such as just learning basic accounting and bookkeeping skills. Totally, yeah. So can you tell us about your biggest learning experiences in your entrepreneurial career so far? Yeah, um, I mean, I think the biggest takeaways that I've learned, or the, uh, let's, let's just phrase it as the most important yeah. things that I've learned, um, have been prioritizing your spending, what you're spending on. Uh, I, see, I, I used to do this a lot. I see a lot of people still do this 
is they spend on things that they desire rather than prioritizing what they should be spending on and what's going to make them money. You know, yeah. um, for example, like right now with Natural Vegan, a business that, that I'm, I'm creating right now and we're, uh, and we're still going. Uh, sorry, I'm just driving. But um, yeah, right now, for example, I'm still learning, obviously, but we are waiting on packaging and we're waiting on all these, you know, all these cool new things that we need to, that we think that we need to start. But in reality, we don't need any of those things to start. Right. To go buy any random bottles from the store and just get to market and get moving. Yeah. Rather than spending money where we don't need to. Um and so that was a huge one, still learning, and I think that's extremely important. And the other one is working with sales funnels and PPC marketing and being able to balance your acquisition costs with your revenue and profit. Uh, that is probably the single most powerful thing that I've ever learned in my entrepreneurial career. That's a real moneymaker. So ex explaining that last part as if I was five years old. <laughs> um, <laughs> A sales funnel would count as anything that your customer is going to go through during the acquisition process. So say you're marketing on Facebook, uh, are you going to send them randomly to your website and hope they buy? Or do you create a proper sales funnel that really funnels them in and captures them as a client? So for yeah. example, uh, when you should have a specific landing page for Facebook marketing. And then if you're doing Google AdWords, you want a specific landing page for Google AdWords and you want to track your conversion. And then you're going to have a, a sales funnel that will help them, you know, put their credit card information in and so on and so forth. Um, so yeah, optimizing that, working with that, and then balancing your acquisition. So for example, uh, just a quickie here with that would be, um, Say with natural vegan, it's a it's a we'll get into this more later. I'm sure so people know what I'm talking about. Uh, but this is a business that I'm creating. So it's a monthly subscription box business. So when people sign up, if I just allow them to sign up to a monthly plan, then I'm only making say twenty dollars. So that means I can only um, you I can only spend twenty dollars in, in marketing to acquire. Right. But if I sign them up for a quarterly plan, then I'm making $60. So then I can spend $60 on finding my customers. Um, rather than having to wait for the money to come in, I have it immediately and I, I turn around and go right back out there and find more. So you can see, you can start to imagine how it compounds and how much more scalable it really is. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, so you, you would say that's the biggest learning experience, just... Um balancing that sort of income outcome yeah it's uh it, you know it's kind of it, it kind of always it's been an elusive thing for me entrepreneurial career and after being a part of a business where it's up and it's working and helping that grow and optimizing it and creating new sales funnels and so on and so forth um, that's it's extremely powerful. It's definitely the most powerful thing that I've learned. Yeah, and I've I've found personally like it's that seems like one of those things you kind of have to put like a blindfold on and just trust the process because until it's up and running, you have no like you have a ton of people saying that stuff works, but then you have no actual idea. You know, you've never experienced it working yourself until it actually like everything's in place and you're like money in the hole. You know what I mean? So that. 
Yeah, exactly. So it's, I mean, it's all trial and error. And yeah, I mean, that this is how, like, mon making money online if you have a product based business, or I strictly work with MRR with recurring revenue. I don't want to run a normal e commerce company. Um, MRR is extremely powerful. Um, so yeah, anyone who's making real money online knows what the hell they're doing with sales yeah. and with, with acquisition. Yeah. And before the next question, can you uh, decode MRR? MRR is monthly recurring revenue. Cool. Okay. Yeah, and ARR would be annual. So um, yeah, it's just it's just looking at graphs and stuff, and and uh, it's basically you want to sell things. If you're acquiring a client, why just let them walk away after the first purchase? If you're acquiring a client, you keep them with a subscription, and they pay monthly, yeah. and uh, you know that's where the power of uh, of MRR comes in, and it compounds like a lot it's yeah that mixed with the acquisition and sales funnel stuff i was talking about is uh surefire success as long as you're not a complete jackass <laughs> i'm sorry i don't know i have a shitty product yeah and and honestly like what i've found i'm sure you found too like honest business gets you honest results you know like people can see through if you're a piece of shit yeah i don't know actually because that the last software company that i worked for <laughs> uh people thought it was a scam but um, we did such a good job on marketing and, and with that acquisition and with our sales funnels. So the conversion rate was so high and we were doing everything so right. It was like an unstoppable machine. Our product sucked. Our customer service sucked. All these things sucked. But that one thing worked and it built a business worth $150 million. Wow. And I mean, just so people know, I wasn't a total part of I mean, I was a part of it, but that was up to the boss yeah. about the shitty yeah. product and shitty service. And that's one reason why I got fired is because I melt them off. Bro. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so next, what was the biggest unforeseen challenge you faced as an entrepreneur? Um, unforeseen challenge here can you give me just 30 seconds yeah for sure actually do you want to come back to that one because that's honestly i feel like you know what let's scrap that because you pretty much just answered that yeah yeah I, well actually here i'll i'll touch on that unforeseen challenge um in my in my career and in business i don't know about unforeseen but i'd say a, a couple of the biggest ones that come to mind um one would be the internal game you know you're inside your own head Oh, and yeah. uh, you know, just keeping the longevity of, of the business and keeping up for the long term uh, is is something that's always been tough for me, and that's why I can't do anything that's just for the money. You know, I, I think I have to I have to build a business that you actually care about, that you're actually like have an impact with. Uh, one of the other biggest challenges I think is just humans, human relationships. That's yeah. always <laughs> the hardest thing in the world, man. I know, right? But again, if you know, if you're good with humans, you can yeah, do anything. If you're, if you're good with humans, you can do anything. That's quotable. <laughs> um, yeah. So tell us a little more about Natural Vegan and what your ultimate goal is besides obviously saving the world and turning everyone into a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Natural Vegan is a uh, chemical-free, plant-based, cosmetic, and personal care brand. So we've created... Uh, plenty of products now, but we're launching with nine, and that would be all your essentials, things like deodorant, toothpaste, uh, moisturizing lotion, shampoo, conditioner, et cetera, et cetera. 
Um, so it's, it's a subscription box because we want to make it easy uh, for people and because we have to ship our stuff fresh. It has no shelf life because it's, it's basically a whole food product. Yeah. Uh, you right. right. If and you, you want. I mean, you don't want to because it doesn't taste good, but you could. And we believe that that's right and that's how it should work because your skin is your largest organ in your body. And uh, it still ingests things through your skin, whether you like totally. it or not. And for, for anyone so, interested, if you look up Natural Vegan on uh, Facebook, you can actually see Jamie eating his products. He's, he's not he's not kidding <laughs> about that. He actually does that. Yeah. Yeah, no, you can find us at naturalveganclub.com. And, uh, yeah, we're just getting things launched right now. So that's the goal there. The goal where we bring our prices down and the goal is to spread it as far and as wide and get, you know, and as many people as possible adopting it. So it's really not much about profit for us. We're not making much for margins. We just want people to, you know, start living a healthier life. Yeah. Yeah. Just a lifestyle change for sure. Yeah. And sustainability. We do like we have bio, all of our products are biodegradable. but we have biodegradable packaging and all sorts of stuff. Cool. Very cool. And so on that topic of health then, because obviously you, you want to see people be healthier with this. You were saying the skin is the largest organ in the body. It's absorbing. Um, obviously, um, health is something that's on your mind. How do you find your overall level of health has an effect on your business decisions and your productivity as an entrepreneur and just a person, I guess? Yeah, I mean... I, I don't know. I, I, I think that it helps with everything, with all of the above. I, I don't think I could do what I do if I didn't stay fit and didn't eat properly and all those things. Um, but then again, I don't know. Sometimes I get super focused and I forget to eat for yeah. a couple of days and I'm just <laughs> right <with> it. Well, <laughs> so. You know, you, you read things like I read Elon Musk's book and you just hear the secondhand accounts of people talking about him, like emerging from his, his room, like, looking like a stick right like you get so involved in your work and it looks like you've aged 20 years um and even for a mind that brilliant right like you can only imagine like if if you have the willpower to just like throw in you know 30 minutes of exercise in there like that's going to give your brain such a big boost no matter what right Oh, absolutely. And, and I use it a little differently uh, these days. I used to try and work out in the mornings, but I find it's all about a routine and, and get yeah. into it. Um, so for me, I actually moved my workouts into the afternoon because that's when I start to power down. You know, my morning is, is your creative time. I'm, I I'm a morning person. So my brain's going crazy. As soon as I wake up, I need to get to work immediately. Um, so when I start, when I start toning down and losing energy around say one or 2 PM, that's when I go and I do a quick 30 minute workout. You know, I go do some body weight stuff at the park, just get my body moving. And then I feel re-energized and that creative spark comes back and I can finish out my day. Strong. Yeah. And so I, I, I like that because a lot of people think that, you know, when you're working out, you have to be working out for some sort of physical goal, but the exercise thing, I always tell my clients that, you know, you need to prioritize your workouts because even though it sounds counterintuitive to prioritize staying in shape over, you know, your schooling or your work, it's actually going to have that inverse effect where when you prioritize your or synergistic effect, when you prioritize your working out, you're going to get better at everything else, even though you're not technically prioritizing it, right? You're, you're going to see huge boosts in your your work life and your 
just your personal life and everything, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I like that you brought that up. I, I do think that people generally feel like there has to be some sort of physical goal, but I don't think about it that way anymore. I think about it as a tool to help me with other things in life, yeah. uh, which is, you know, like you said about school and whatnot, you know, maybe someone goes to school and they're feeling low on energy um, after school. And, and sure, you know, you, you, as much as you want to go take a half hour nap and pass out for the rest of the day, just get your ass moving and you'll feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I, that's so interesting because there was a study I read on, um, on like rats that literally just sat down and like couldn't do any exercise and rats that like had to exercise. And basically like you see all these tumors and stuff growing in the rats that like were completely sedentary for, I think it was like 45 days or something. And the rats that were exercising were like completely healthy. And the difference when you look at the inside of these two rats, right. And just like their brain function and their bodily composition, like if you could bottle those results and sell them, you'd be so rich. You know, if, if, <laughs> seriously, if you could, if people, if you could bottle the benefits of like 30 minutes of like getting your heart rate up a day and sell it, you, you would, you know, there'd be nothing out there that could top that. Yeah. You know, like that, that's wild to me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, uh, definitely super important. Um, there has been times for me when I, you know, you get a little bit discouraged or you, I don't know, if you, if you don't like your workouts and you're not having fun with them either, then that's a huge discouragement and it doesn't really last. But for me, the couple tricks are, you know, don't push, like for me, I don't push myself too hard. I don't, I'm not going two hours a day in the gym because my goals in life aren't that yeah. at the moment. <laughs> no no um, one's going be. You know, so <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I like quick workouts. I like half an hour and I like body weight stuff. I like being outside. So I do stuff at the park and uh, and get some fresh air while you're at it. And yeah, no, I uh, yeah. just have fun with it and use it as a tool. Yeah, for sure. And find a way to apply it to your life, right? Because you know, for, for me, like obviously staying in shape is it's my job, but <laughs> for, you know, for other people, that's, it's wrong for me to assume that other people want to get in shape just because they want to be in shape. Right. And it, for, for yeah. working with different clients, like when I work with you very quickly, we found out that, yeah, that's a tool for you. And, you know, everyone has their different reasons for doing it, but at the end of the day, you get the same benefits. Yeah. 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 yeah yeah absolutely anyways yeah that's all all the questions i had for you um is there anything else you wanted to talk about or say in terms of your businesses oh i'm a fucking open book man <laughs> ask me anything give me a give me a topic give me a subject um wow <laughs> putting me on the spot here now um what do you what does your audience want to hear about well i don't know we've had an audience for about 50 minutes so far so <laughs> <laughs> oh it's um it's very new so i i actually have no idea what people want to hear about but how about we uh we do this semi-regularly and we chat um and we keep up with where you're at and you know i, I feel like these conversations are good to document um and you know as this if this progresses into something else i'm sure people will want to hear more about where things are at with natural vegan and with jamie friesen 
<laughs> Fuck yeah, no, I'm, I'm down. I'd, I'd love to do that. One topic that we could put on the list for future is social media. Yeah. I could rant about that. I don't know if you got a chance to uh, read Caroline's the little essay I, I wrote. I got here. a bit of it. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was a, I thought it was a uh, unique perspective out of our generation. Yeah, well, you know what? Let's do that sometime soon then. Let's talk about social media soon. All right. All right. Sounds like a plan. I'm going to go grab myself some Wendell's. Fantastic. All right. Take care and enjoy. All right. Have a good night, Thanks man. Thanks for talking. Bye. Bye.